0: Hello everyone, it's Ashley Ramirez with the Coastal Bend Blood Center's Third Coast Vein Podcast. You're listening to episode 10, and today we have our good friends Crystal Treseder and Brandy Ensley with Halo Flight. Welcome, you guys. Thank you. you. How are y'all doing?
1: Wonderful. Awesome.
0: Okay, so we're going to talk, obviously, about our partnership with you guys, Halo Flight. We're going to talk a little bit more about numbers as well, Um, some amazing... Memberships that you guys give to our community that you raffle in some of our bigger blood drives and a little story of how blood that we have on the helicopter saved saved a life. Well, it actually has saved multiple, but we'll talk about one in particular. But first, before we get into all that good stuff, we want to, you know, learn a little bit more about you guys. So Randy, if you'd like to begin, tell us a little bit more about yourself, your background, and how you began your journey at Halo Flight.
2: (coughs) Sure. Uh, My name is Randy Ensley, and I'm the chief medical officer for Halo Flight. I came onto Halo Flight uh, back in 1999, so this is my 24th year. And uh, my background is I was an EMT, firefighter, and then I was an LVN and uh, LPN in Colorado and then I became a, an RN and uh, wow. a lot of ER background mm-hmm. and then uh, moved back to Texas my hometown of Corpus Christi after I got out of the Air Force and um, started working at uh, Christus spawn Memorial back then when they were the trauma center mm-hmm. and um, got recruited into Halo Flight uh, after about three or four years of working in the ER okay. and uh, Worked uh, worked in that ER though for 16 years, but I started flying at about that three year mark, and uh, and then I got uh, and I was a paramedic as well, and uh, worked a neurosurgical ICU, uh, did multiple jobs there for a while, and then Halo Flight got to be a little too busy for me to have two jobs, and so I was uh, since 2012 I've been out of the hospitals and just with Halo Flight. I've been full time there for nearly nearly 24 years. Wow, and. um, I That's love, awesome. Love my job, and uh, I am over the uh, best uh, medical medical people in South Texas uh, as, as our flight crews.
1: Awesome. Okay, Crystal. Well, I'm uh, I was drug care kicking and screaming in the '80s by my parents who wanted to retire here, and and <laughs> really never left. And don't know why I fought it to begin with because it's such a beautiful area. You know, nothing yes. like being on the water and seeing the view. I got into the uh, medical field right out of high school and and worked as actually a phlebotomist for a long time and mm-hmm. and decided I really wanted to see um, where the action was at. So I went to paramedic school and, and did paramedic in local area for a while, nine one one, got a lot of experience doing that and and uh, went and did a ride along at Halo um, back in gosh, I wanna say it was two thousand decided why why haven't i been flying this whole time because wow. it's such a it's, it's such a wonderful opportunity it was an instant to help instant love. to help and so i started flying in 2004 actually i had been doing that um ever since but i flew as a paramedic and then went to nursing school and finished the nursing bridge and uh, i've been doing field training for um pretty much the entire time of training our new our newbies our new flight crews okay. as they come on and and then in 20, um, I believe it was 2015, I saw a journal come out in one of the um, EMS magazines that frequent the EMS community and saw that the first unit of whole blood was given by an EMS agency mm-hmm. in um, Cypress Creek. And that really kind of detoured my focus on why are we not doing Mm-hmm. And so that really became a, a staple project for us for a while. And wh- it's one thing to bring a a resource to an area that is familiar with the, the process, but putting something in a pre-hospital world where it never existed before right. was a lot of work and getting a lot of collaborations um, at both with the Blood Center here and with our local trauma services and our trauma centers on that. And it's just been... Phenomenal! Uh, everything that we do with trauma came from the military, and in duplicating and and pressing on with the work that they've done and mm-hmm. bringing that to the civilian side is all of helicopter EMS. Helicopter EMS started in the military, and so it's just been it's been a wonderful, unexpected um, opportunities to just con- continue to grow and progress what we offer. But that's that's my background. It's just. A, a heavy, um, heavy flight world, but I also have spent the last 13 years or better doing open heart recovery in the ICU. And honestly, those patients, even though it's a very straightforward surgery, they they behave sometimes like our trauma victims out in the field mm-hmm. with th- their needs for blood transfusions as well. And so seeing what that does in the hospital and then bringing that out to the field has been incredible.
0: Wow. Awesome. Can you tell me a little bit uh, maybe what a – I know not every day is going to be the same, correct? But can you tell me more or less, maybe what a day looks like for both of you guys?
2: So for me, uh, being the <coughs> being the administrator, uh, I do fly. I, I fly every eight days. I fly a twenty four hour shift.
0: First of all, how is that? How cool is that?
2: It, it's it's awesome. It's <laughs> awesome. It, it's kind of like I would love. I, I don't want to be say on that it's platform. my day off, but it's a day for me to get out of the office. It's a day for me to go out and keep up my skills, yeah. and and to also remember what these. Know, all my crew members go through on a daily basis. So, That's true. So when I make decisions, I'm making it from a seat of right. been there, done that, still doing I it. I love that. So I like that. Yeah. Uh, f- so for me, you know, I, I, I do office time, and there's a lot of things to deal with on the state side and uh, regulatory right. type stuff. But when I'm out in, out in, in flying, uh, like I will be tomorrow, um, it's about just being there, waiting for that call. Some, mm-hmm. Sometimes we have training we have to do. Uh, making sure our gear is good to go. Not, you know, you can't wait till the last minute and go. Oh, did we check this or did we check that? It's a, yeah. you know, we 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 know we're ready to right. go yeah, from the very be- yeah, for from sure. the Very beginning yeah. of the day, um, the offgoing crew gives report to the oncoming crew, and you know, we see. You know, do we have any PR flights that day? And what's the weather looking like? Mm-hmm. And uh, weather plays a huge part in yeah. what we I do. I can imagine, yeah. right? And um, so that's that's uh and then and then the tones go off and sometimes you didn't get to have breakfast yeah. and sometimes the tones go off and you didn't get to have lunch and sometimes you're still gone and ah uh, sure would like some dinner <laughs> <laughs> so some days are just really really busy yeah. and other days are not you know right when, when we have our physician physicians come out and ride because we allow our our, our resident physicians uh, to ride uh-huh. um, I tell them take a book because you may be reading all day yeah and, you just never know and but you may be gone all day you. Yep. Just, So that's the great thing about flying is you just don't know what you're going to do. Right, right. Where you're going to end up, you maybe end up in Houston or the Valley or Laredo or, you know, you you just never know.
0: Wow, that's, yeah, that's so true. And probably a lot of our listeners are not aware of that, you know, that what exactly goes on in in y'all's days, you know, and what exactly Halo Flight does on a daily basis. And like you just mentioned, you just never know where you're going to end up. And I think that's really important for our listeners to to be aware of. And how about you?
1: Absolutely. You know, and... um, in, rural, in Texas, and you know, everybody in Texas refers to travel time by hours and not by miles, right? Mm-hmm. But when you consider um, resources as far as um, immediate care and um, where do you go when you're having um, the worst day of your life? Do you go to, tra- do you need a trauma center? Do you need um, a care for a stroke or a, a heart attack? Those places that provide that care are few and far between in the state of Texas. We have a level two trauma center um, actually, two of them here in the city,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and then your next trauma center is either in the valley, down in Harlingen, or uh, McAllen, or San Antonio, mm-hmm. or San Antonio, right? So I'm gonna, it, I'm it really I'm doesn't move this mic a little bit so that we can, because you're kind of going in and out,
0: but that's it, good. it really. She's I know. Yeah.
1: yeah, and it, <laughs> My apologies, and no, also you're fine. a little tired, but and so uh, just coming off shift this part morning, job. Exactly. from another summer of summer-filled uh, fun day, um, but. You know, it doesn't take being that far out of the city of Corpus Christi before you're far from. Think about how far it takes you to drive from Mathis to um, downtown uh, yeah. Corpus Christi. Uh-huh. And, and we have a lot of, of rural EMS providers that they themselves are far from help. And they know that those, those EMS professionals, they know how far it's going to take for them to drive. And so they identify fairly quickly that this patient needs rapid evacuation one way or the other, and mm-hmm. that's where we get involved, right? Okay. And so, yep. um we have a primary response area. What is it, Randy? always mess up the numbers. Twenty-six thousand square miles, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, uh, twenty-eight
2: thousand square miles. Uh, you know, we we serve primarily um, for our nine-one-one service. We we cover about sixteen counties, and when you move that out to transfers, you're looking at about twenty-six counties. So okay, it's a huge, huge area, yeah. and uh, you you know the same better than I do, Crystal. Uh, uh, where you live shouldn't determine if you live yeah so
1: oh i love that yes and, and that is the whole push And yes. that, that that quote is directly from our military guys that yep. we worked with to stand up our program mm-hmm. And they've been an incredible resource for us, but it really it, it where you live shouldn't det- determine wh- whether you live. Right. And you go out on, on down on the island, um, down Port Aransas, wherever you're really just think about the drive and think about the driving traffic. Yes. And, and how quickly can you get? Because minutes matter. Oh yeah. You know, and the statistics are very clear, and when it, especially when it comes to blood, um, that if they if you wait until. A patient that is bleeding mm-hmm. and, you know, uncontrolled bleeding is the number one cause of death and trauma. Right. Right. And there are some things that we can stop and there's some things that we can't. And they need that operative intervention. They need a surgeon, mm-hmm. you know. But if they wait until they get through that drive or even even before blood, that flight time in, mm-hmm. if they wait till they roll through the emergency room door to get the blood that they, they have a 75% higher chance of mortality uh, from not having blood mm-hmm. that entire flight. And, the, and again, the statistics, if we can take, you know, our medevac and, and the military, that they, they train up their soldiers to take this blood out to the casualties. Mm-hmm. And so that, you know, in marrying that in the civilian world and taking the blood out to the injured and starting it right where they sit, if they're pinned in the car or if they're delayed extrication for whatever reason, we can start it right then. And and help their body's own ability to hold on a little longer, you know, until they can get to the operating room. It has been, it's been a a shift in the way we think as an EMS community. Before, if you have a traumatic, if you're in a traumatic event Mm -hmm. and you lose a pulse in the field and they have to require CPR... Less than 1% of those patients survive. Gosh, yeah. We've had, here at Halo Flight, in the short time that we've been alive with our blood program, we've had patients, we get pulses back, that never. Ask any EMS person, any paramedic that has been, an, an EMT that has been working for a while, and they'll tell you that just doesn't happen. Yeah. And we have seen so many times that we get pulses back, or we we they survive a 45-minute flight because... Maybe they're in Hebronville, mm-hmm. and it's forty-five minutes by air to the, the closest level-two trauma center. Gosh. And they mm-hmm. they they get to the hospital, and sometimes the doctors don't even believe that they're that sick because they look so much better, right? When they get there, and and um, it's been you know it's been a out of everything I can think of that we've added in the last twenty years of evolving what we can do on the helicopter, this has been one of the most monumental events of survivability oh yeah in the field of having oh. that available well, I also <clears throat> always like to bring up
2: the fact that some the, the life-saving is the is the easy thing to talk about but right. what, what we don't think about is also uh, when we're able to give that blood out in the field mm-hmm. uh, we've we may have also saved maybe saved their kidneys yeah you know maybe they would have made it there without it maybe right but they have got there in kidney failure right you yeah know, uh, that's important don't to, do, to don't to do bring well up. without blood yeah uh and all the other uh, end organs organs right uh, mm-hmm. so there's so much more uh, disability uh things to talk about uh the the life-saving thing obviously is the the, the magma the, of course the, the yes big thing but there's so many uh great things that blood does for us uh, that absolutely that people don't think about right absolutely end organs are definitely one of them
0: so um i'm 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 just thinking of questions that people might have that I that have come up prior. What what differs Halo flight coming out versus them having to drive? Like, is there a certain protocol, or does
1: our EMS agencies and even the hospitals, because we have a lot of rural centers that do fantastic work, mm-hmm, but they right. know that they they can stabilize a patient, but that patient can't stay there because they're not going to get the care that they need. So that we go pick those folks up and bring them. To their level, to trauma centers or wherever it, they need to be. Okay,
0: so it's going to matter on exactly what is occurring with these patients. Correct. Okay, that's
1: what's going to matter if they need to be yes. transported. Yes, we're Act- activated. Uh, we're activated by law enforcement, EMS, um, firefighters, right, um, and the rural centers. Okay. Um, And they're the ones that get us involved. Perfect. So
2: like she said, the the small community hospitals do an excellent job of stabilizing. Right, definitely. But they're not going to go to the OR, Right. uh, say, for a stab wound to the liver. Gotcha. Uh, Those patients need to come where a trauma surgeon is. Exactly. Uh, So it's it's great that we have these centers because uh, these people would not survive getting to the major facility without them. First, Uh, right. But there's a definite need to move those patients and move them rapidly.
0: Yep, yep. uh, I just wanted you... Right. I just wanted you guys to touch a little bit more about that. You know, we're just trying to bring as much awareness as possible to our listeners that probably have probably more questions and we'll probably get them when we do, you know, upload this this podcast. But I think it's really important that that's what this podcast is all about, is bringing awareness of things that we have going here at the Blood Center, our partnership such as Halo Flight, And that's a huge, huge partnership. Can you tell us a little bit more when we started this partnership and the th- great things that we've seen come out of this partnership. I know, but I'd like you guys to talk a little bit so more about it. we stood up our,
2: our blood program, and Crystal was a, the driving force uh, for that. I will always give her credit. Yes, uh, yes. Um, in in uh, June of 2019 okay, um, is when we started. Uh, since then, we have transfused 130 patients. Oh my
0: gosh. Let's say that number again. 135. That is so amazing. I, I love love to hear that because yeah. that is what it's all about.
2: And our very first, our very first was a 3-year-old child. Yes, I remember.
0: Uh, I remember yeah. meeting him. Yeah. that was
2: one of those ones that Crystal just talked about. That, you know, ended up with CPR in progress yep. and that child walked out of the hospital weeks later oh my
0: gosh i still get goosebumps yeah. when we talk about these and stories it just doesn't it's, happen it's it just so doesn't sp- happen yeah it's and so without special
2: blood, we would never have been able to get him to that point yep. where driscoll children's could do the amazing work that they did yep. Uh to get that child back and we still keep in touch with him oh, and God. his parents and it's, still it's, doing great yeah
1: that's awesome we awesome. had just got we had we went live with uh, actually blood the fr- you know flying the blood it, to ev- the blood goes with us to every call because we just never know yeah Um, we had literally gone live four days prior to his event. (laughs) I remember, yeah. Um, You know, and in building this and getting our teams up to speed and all of the logistical um, planning you have to do to make this happen, I remember being in – one of the drive-thrus in town and Randy said, he called me and he said, Hey, they just gave their first unit. And I, and I think that the person in the drive-thru thought I was having a fit or something <laughs> because I, I, I yelled. And then when I, and then when he told me that the patient oh, was three, I'm just tears. Yes. And that, yeah, I'm just like, it's so special. I could have been mine. Yes, exactly.
0: Exactly. And now me as a mother, now it just, it's just hits so differently, but I mean, it was always very important and very, um, important to the blood center and to myself but it's just it's just different when you're a mother you know
2: we've given blood to a three-year-old and we've given blood to a 95-year-old i think that's yes truly truly is the span of life oh
0: yeah and blood does not discriminate right i mean it from newborns to like you mentioned to elderly to 100 years old and that's that's the same for us here when we for our blood donors anybody can donate you know from 17 years of age to their as long as they're healthy and they're well and they can
1: donate imagine yeah. imagine you go and you roll up your sleeve and and you donate and then your blood is in that helicopter yes you know it flies yeah. over your head and like hey i did that yes, yes. you know My to be able to take credit blood is, yes yeah. because the donors are the lifesavers exactly right they're yeah. the ones that they're the reason we do this oh, and they're truly. the reason that, that this is happening is yeah. because you know they come in and they're like this matters to me yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know.
0: They are, are truly our heroes in our community. Um, and we always
1: try to remind them of that.
0: Without them, we would not be able to live out our mission, which is to save as many lives as possible. And you guys as well, I'm sure. So speaking of uh, recipients and donors and all that, we have an amazing program that I've talked on this, on this podcast um, plenty of times before. It's called Thank the Donor. And it's exactly what it sounds like. It's an opportunity for recipients to thank their donors, the people that saved their lives. And we actually are about to launch a meet and greet. You know, and we have um, a Border Patrol that's going to be our very first person that our recipient that we're going to launch it with. We're going to hope and you know, hopefully, have this huge uh, media conference and have them be able to meet and do you know have you guys as well, of course, be here. And um, you know, because they obviously this. It, particular individual was able to receive blood through Halo Flight. And if you guys can talk a little bit more about that, I think our listeners would love to hear about that.
1: Again, you know, it doesn't really take very far out of town, you know, and I know a lot of a lot of individuals that live in the Corpus Christi area they go a weekend to San Antonio. You know, it's funny how many people from San Antonio come here to relax, and then yes, and vice versa. Vice versa. Yeah. <laughs> right, real realistically, yeah. you know, driving out to the King Ranch or you know, there's a drive anywhere you go in any direction, yeah. and, and this day was no different. But you know, it's funny you wake up in the morning and you think your day is just going to be you yeah. know, a routine. Yeah. You, know? And, you never know, and this and this border patrol team thought that that was going to be the case that it was just a routine day, mm-hmm. and then it turns into this devastating event. And with our partners in the field and, you know, doing excellent, you know, there's a a lot of work that goes into progress of of getting a helicopter landed on a freeway. Mm -hmm. You have to recognize, you know, when you think about how long it it takes from the time that that a motor vehicle accident happens to somebody notices, they call it in, Mm -hmm. they get people on the way. By the time you get there, you're probably half an hour Yeah. You know, the closer to time, we call that time zero, the closer to the time of injury they can get transfused, the better. And even though people think, you know, myself included, like 45 minutes, that's not that far. Right. You know, it's not that far away. But by ground, without any sort of issues, you're 45 minutes. Yeah. You know, and so we can get there in half that time. And again, when the uh, individuals are pinned or whatever they've immediately assess to be, have a devastating injury and we can start transfusing them right then sometimes yeah.
2: while they're in the car
1: and in, in, in oh, the wow. car okay i've had i've had yeah. folks that are pinned under vehicles and and while they're working on getting them pulled free we start the blood right then as long as we can get yeah access we can get it right in. and that that's was the case with so this important. you know and yeah. and i know that in the and the first responder, if you want to call it that, that encompasses everything in a uniform and a badge, plus mm-hmm. ourselves. And mm-hmm. that when we hear that it's one of our own, uh, yeah. essentially, and go out there, you can imagine even a much more intensity in this of situation mm-hmm. of getting the, the resources. Not that we don't behave any differently, but, right. you know, yeah. we're, we're trained and this is another day. But when it's a uniform, we know it's even much more important. Yeah. Because the community relies on our, on exactly. our first responders, yep. right? And yep. now you have, to, you have to help with the first responder response. And getting there and identifying that um, um, they needed it right away and then getting them in and then seeing that now that it's going to be a future guest of yours to say it matters. Yeah. You know, going back to my family and getting back to life as you know, getting back to the life of the, I knew before.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, this is exactly why we do what we do. I mean, this is a prime example of why we are trying to bring awareness every day, whether it's through our social media sites, whether it's through our, you know, media outlets here in our community, our, you know, our news stations, our radio okay. stations, um, you know, us being out physically in the field every day. And, when you know, we're hosting blood drives every single day, seven days a week. We don't stop either because we can't. You know we're the prime source of blood here in our you know in our community we need to to make sure that we're obtaining that 125 units of blood every single day just to make sure that we have that sufficient amount of blood supply on our shelves because like i like to remind people or we all like to remind people is it's the blood on the shelves that saves lives and we need to be reminded of that so you know if you're feeling well and you're healthy please please book that life saving appointment it's 35 minutes of your time and not only are you saving one life with one donation. You save multiple, I mean, it just doesn't get better than that. It really doesn't, absolutely.
2: And, and every patient doesn't just take one unit, yeah, uh, exactly. I've worked in the hospitals and the trauma centers exactly. where we go through 10, 20, 30 units. Yep. And I've heard of at least a few that have taken a hundred, oh, yeah. So, it, you can deplete those shelves really really quick
0: yes and like you mentioned before you just never know like same for us we never know when we're going to have a trauma incident where somebody can completely deplete us of our blood supply we've had traffic accidents where you know an individual needed 400 units you just never know you know and and this is why again it's important that we obtain that 125 or so daily because Blood has a certain shelf life. You know, for example, Absolutely. whole blood is only good for 42 days. And I think we just need to continue to remind people of that because a lot of people think that it's we're able to store it here forever. I mean, and like I always say, wouldn't that be amazing? We would have no worries in our life, right? right. <laughs> but that's not the case. That's not the case. We, we need donors to come out. We need new donors to come out. And more importantly, we need lifetime donors. That's key. Absolutely. That's key.
1: You know, and I know we've talked a lot about trauma, and that's that's a given that a lot of times trauma have bleeding issues but we give it to a lot of medical patients also Mm -hmm. you know and when you're talking about these either going to a rural center or just yesterday we landed in someone's front yard wow you know to go in and and administer aid and and the when i mentioned the article of uh the first unit of blood given by ground ambulance in the country um that patient um had just had a baby
2: Mm.
1: you know and so we have you know where non, you know, if, if it's a trauma, they're going to get it if they need it. If it's a medical patient, you know, what if it's, you know, a mom that just had a baby? Mm-hmm. You know, any of those patients, you know, it, it's all comers, you know, and and um, we don't have to, you know, we don't have to screen them. We just we assess them and based on how they present to us. So it could be that, that mom that... We want her to go back home to that baby, yes, yes. you know, and and, and other sorts of, of presentations that really need it, too. So it's not just the trauma folks, that need, but it could be anyone. Oh, yeah, most definitely.
0: And like you mentioned, just, you know, you, when you save lives, you give these people an opportunity for another birthday, another day with their loved ones, you know, um, and it's just, it's so special and it's so important. And it's just really about reminding people that, you know, the gift of life is something that. Is priceless, and you know you our donors, our amazing donors, as you mentioned earlier. They are, are really our true heroes in our community. They they volunteer their time to give life, and um, you know we just are really trying to get these individuals that maybe have never donated to become first time donors, right? And really the people that have donated to donate consistently, right? Because that that's key. You know everybody who donates whole blood can donate up to about four times a year. You know every fifty six days, which equates to about four times or so. So if, if anybody if everybody could just commit to donating twice a year, that would be golden for our community. I mean, they can start with that. Obviously, if you can donate four times, even better. We're not going to say no to that. But if you can just commit to two, we understand. Everybody has very busy lives. There's uh, lots of things that go on. So, I mean, that would be ideal for for your local blood center because we wouldn't find ourselves in that critical state that we've been in way too many times. You know, and it's it's not a fun. Um, place to be. Definitely it's not. It's very stressful, but I know that us as a community and our partnerships and whatnot, we come together, we unite, we can make sure that we have that sufficient amount of blood to find shelves. We actually have this program, it's called Burke, and it's, I don't know if you guys have heard about it, and um, it stands for Blood Emergency Readiness Corps, and we are part of, I think it's about thirty four maybe now, um, different blood centers throughout um, the United States that are part of this. And it's really it's really amazing because we're on a rotating basis, you know, all of the, the blood centers that are currently involved, and we have a week that we're on call. So we reserve a certain amount of blood so that, you know, for mass tragedies, because we've had so many, right, since, you know, gosh, for a couple of years now. And if anybody would need that in our, you know, our sister blood centers, we're able to transport that and we all everybody who's on call is able to help with that neighboring blood center and i think that it's so important to to talk about these programs because that's what it's about helping each other and making sure that we are there for each other and that our community is coming out to not only ensure that we're saving lives in our local community but that we're able to essentially help if help is needed in our you know neighboring uh neighbors you know our neighboring blood center so i think it's really important we're going to talk about that a little bit more um you know within the blood center we're going to have a, a big thing going on with that as well and it's uh, you know our boots and badges campaign is coming up with our with our local res- our responders it's our firefighters and our our police department our border patrol etc so you guys being y'all know the importance of that so we're going to have a two-week campaign that's coming up july 17th through july 30th so anybody donates just can say hey i'm donating in honor of boots or badges and then of course you whoever wins gets a trophy, and bragging rights, because that's always fun, right? Right. <laughs> but and, on, and comfy t-shirts. There you go. Okay. <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's just about, you know, a fun, friendly competition, and Absolutely. it's about bringing that awareness of the importance of giving blood. So um, thank you so much, Randy and Crystal. Is there anything else you want our listeners to know about Halo Flight, the, the importance of giving blood, and our, our partnership?
2: We did 1,400 flights last year, and I, I don't think people understand how busy yes that's an average of three to four flights um, a day wow Uh, there's a lot of need out there yes and a lot of uh, those needs uh, need blood and so it is just really important for everybody to get out to either a mobile unit or come come to the comfy comfy beds you have here in the center that's <laughs> yes, where we i make it, we make you very and comfortable I, <laughs> yeah and i also have to give kudos to your staff oh, they're thank just you. awesome I, I just got a call yesterday hey you're due again yes they, they like i'm a b positive so they oh love, yeah they love my plasma right? and my platelets yes and so i'll be making that appointment uh, coming up soon so just amazing thank you for everything you guys do to help us do what we do because it, it, it takes all of us. It does. it does.
1: It does. It's a team effort, for sure. Absolutely. You know, and t- to that, you know, with the donations, if you see you're out in the community and you see a blood mobile, go knock on the door. Yes. You know, it, it's one thing that you can come to the center here, which is lovely, and and and, and like I said, again, with the, with the environment you here, have here. But if you don't, if you're in Alice or if you're in Kingsville and you see that blood mobile, go knock on the door. Yes. Um, because what if that next patient you know, you, you go home and you find out a family member needed, yeah. you know, like, wow, I could have, I could have stopped. Yeah. I could have helped. And then furthermore, and like you were mentioning, you know, on some of your, uh, on some of the blood drives, we have the guardian plan yes, that yes. we, I'm uh, glad you mentioned that, that yes. as part of your raffle. But even aside from that, even before I started flying for a living, mm-hmm. um, I had a guardian plan because I know because my background in EMS my whole life mm-hmm. I know it does not take far uh, out of town Rockport, where you are far away from that trauma center, yeah. and that guardian plan just gives you the extra security with Halo Flight. And You can contact the HaloFlight.org website for that, mm-hmm. but if you can sign up and and get into the details, but it's not it doesn't cover just you; it covers your so. Those in your household and that, and I've had I've had literally had patients that we've flown that are like I knew I should have renewed my plan, <laughs> you know, because it really it does help point, with the cost. I'm glad that you brought that up because I was actually just about
0: to bring that up. You guys graciously donate these guardianship packages to us as a raffle prize for our bigger blood drives. We just had one our rock and roll up your sleeve that we had at the end of June, and you know that's a, one of our biggest prizes. But I don't I don't think people know the value behind this. Can you talk a little bit more about that guardian?
2: Okay. So, so the guardian plan uh is basically uh if you have to be flown as determined by a paramedic on scene or a doctor in a hospital right uh, it's a forgiveness program okay and so you know it costs a lot of money to run halo flight yeah you know helicopters are expensive gas is expensive overhead Mm -hmm. you know everything uh and so uh, flying is expensive and the bills are expensive right and so what it allows is it's a debt forgiveness program if you have insurance uh, you have no out-of-pocket costs. Uh, if you don't have insurance, it, you, it's 50% off your bill. Uh, so you could you could save yourself uh, a lot of money. Because if, you, if you're being flown by us, uh, it's going to be a big bill. But I tell you what, it's going to be the smallest of your bills. Right. Um, yeah. Medical care in general is expensive. Oh, yeah. And so why not just, I mean, it is, I don't have, I, I should know, but I don't know. I think it's like 35 $39 a year mm-hmm. or something like that. Mm-hmm you pay more than that at Waterburger. yeah you know true story so yes. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. and it covers like crystal said it covers your entire family that lives it's, in your house it's such
0: an amazing amazing raffle prize, and i just wanted you guys to talk a little bit more about that so i'm glad you brought that up crystal because a lot of people are, are not aware of exactly what it is but i'm glad that we're able to talk about it here and then we'll also mention it on our social media sites and go more in detail about it too because i think people need to know a little bit more about that package because it's it's a it's amazing it, it really is so
1: Right with the state of health care i don't i can't remember the last thing i i used my my insurance for that there wasn't an out of pocket oh. expense oh yeah and everything's know?
0: just going you know just increasing Absolutely. day by day unfortunately but you know guys thank you so much it's always a pleasure with you I, guys i adore you guys and i i'm so grateful we are so so grateful here for our partnership with halo fight um you know hopefully we'll have you guys on the show again sometime maybe next year so what do sure. y'all think All right. We appreciate Absolutely.
1: you guys too yeah. you know i, I Getting out to our bases and, and when we blood delivery is a, f- a feat of its own, you know, chasing yep. helicopters to make sure <laughs> the blood is on there. And we appreciate you guys and the effort that you do to make sure that we're always ready to go. Well, thank you. and De-
2: Definitely a team effort.
1: Yes, definitely. Okay, you guys.
0: Well, thank you so much. And make sure that you guys, our listeners, tune in to our episode 10. It'll be airing pretty soon. And then, of course, we have some more exciting things coming up on our show. And we hope to see you then.